Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstbslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. We have a super exciting episode for you today. Our friend and bride-to-be, Ari, is on the show. Ari lives in San Francisco and is getting married in New Mexico this September to her really cute fiancé, Chris, and we are so excited for them. This week on the podcast, she joins us to give us her two cents as a bride planning her wedding. Plus, she shares us on her extremely helpful Excel spreadsheets for both her wedding budget and also how she's keeping track of all of her vendors and communication. And just a side note, Ari works for Salesforce, so this is like very organized and CRM friendly. So we are going to link to a special area on Love Stories TV where you can download these spreadsheets and you can use them for your wedding planning. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited because today we're doing something really fun and different. Our guest is actually one of my very best friends, Ari, who is currently planning her wedding. And so she's like right in the middle, right in the thick of it. The countdown. The countdown, right. So we thought it would be really fun to bring Ari on the pod. We can help her solve some problems. Mm -hmm. She can talk about what's been hard and easy. She can help us answer some questions from you all. And then what we're going to do is we're going to bring Ari back, like, after her wedding. We're going to make her, like, re-listen to this pod and talk about, like, just, like, a retrospective. Like, what yeah. opinions have changed, what have stayed the same. In the Facebook groups, they call it, grad, like, bride's graduation. Yeah, it's so funny. So, like, you graduate and then you can kind of impart your wisdom and everything right. you learned in this sometimes treacherous wedding planning process <laughs> to other brides and help them. I think it is, like... Okay, I feel like there's different types of experts in the wedding space. It's like they're wedding vendors who do this for a living. Mm -hmm. They're people like us who just 
know wedding vendors really well and know brides really well and like think about weddings all the time and have access to like a lot of points of views and data. But I actually think every newlywed bride is an expert. It's sort of like every friend you have who's had a baby is like an expert on it because they've done it, you know? I mean, um, so I think it's like really important to get the perspective of newlyweds, especially like right after you. Yeah. Totally. Okay, Art, tell us, tell the people, like, the quick and dirty on your wedding. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, like, so smiley. We are getting married September 21st, and we're getting married in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is totally random for us. Like, neither of us are from there, which is a question I always get. Um, <laughs> but we just, like, really fell in love with this venue that we kind of stumbled upon on the end of a Santa Fe trip. Um, and I, well, we didn't stumble before you were engaged. Yeah. We had only been together for like six months or eight months, like not that long. Okay. It's like, we could have another pod with Ari about like dating and dating. Oh my God. my like spirit animal. I know. But I (laughs) say Ari will like laugh. It's like, um, when you've been dating for a while and it's right, it's right. And it happens fast. Like when you're 25, it doesn't happen fast. But like, you always it, said that to me. Well, Rachel always, always said that to me too. How old yeah. were you when you? I mean, you'll tell the people you knew Chris your whole life, but yeah. when you guys were dating, how old were you? I was thirty. Okay, right. So it's like you have like ten solid years of dating at that yeah. point. It's like I feel like every year that goes by, it's like the amount of time you need to date someone before you get engaged gets shorter. We should yeah. make a graph. It's yeah. also funny because I sort of felt that way about the wedding venue. Like I didn't, I didn't like second guess it. I was like. We went there. We hadn't been together for that long. It was the first time we had ever really talked about getting married was at this wedding venue. And then afterwards, I was like, this is where we're getting married. Like, I'm not getting married anywhere else. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. know, know. Yeah. Although, get to the dress because I feel like that was a – like, people always ask that about the dress. And I'm interested to hear what you say because I was with you on that day. Well, let me finish with the wedding. So – it's in yeah. Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's on a lavender farm, which is very cool. And cool. it's at a venue where people, a lot of people can stay there. So that was like important to us. Unfortunately, not everyone can stay there, but a lot. Um, and it's just sort of this like camp feeling, but like a grown up camp that I found in Goop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good tagline. Yeah. That is a wedding vibe. Yeah, yeah. that's the cool. wedding vibe. It's like, I want it to be Goop camp. Like sheep camp. That's interesting. That is like a vibe because I know what you mean. Yeah. Tell everybody also you and Chris like how you met because yeah. I think that also like a thing to remember is like so many people that watch videos on love stories to be like aren't engaged. They're not yeah, even in a serious relationship. <laughs> They're just like like it's inspiring to know that like all these people met like the yes. one you know and yeah. we, so we hear that a lot. So tell everyone like your you and Chris's story. So we both grew up in D.C. and we actually went to school together. He's four years older than me. And so when I was 10, which is when I first met him, he was 14. And that felt like so old. Like he was like the big, you know, old, cool guy, Um, which is so funny now. But um, his little sister was one of my oldest friends. So she was like my best friend from fourth grade through high school. So he was always around as like the cool older brother. And like we used to go watch him play soccer like when we were like in middle school and he was in high school. And I had such a crush on him. I thought he was like the coolest, hottest guy. And I found a yearbook recently where I wrote like a 
um, arrow to his head of a picture of him, and I wrote like "hottie" on it. I'd like, oh, right. I've seen it, <laughs> which is just like so funny. And I, I, this is like a tangent, but I have a very distinct memory of him coming home from college, and he brought his college girlfriend. Her name was Millie, and I was so upset I couldn't even be in the room with him and Millie because I was like so devastated and jealous, and I had to like leave the house. I remember. Oh my that God. is so funny. Yeah. But then I didn't see him, like, after the Millie debacle was like, oh, you know, it's over for me. Millie's, like, won his heart. <laughs> so funny. I didn't see him for, like, 10 years. And then, right. and then I saw him again um, over Thanksgiving weekend, which is, like, also Rachel's favorite thing to say, which is, like, love yeah. like love happens, like, over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because you got to go to the bar on Thanksgiving weekend. I feel right. really, really strongly about it's it. Really because- so I did it and met and, yeah. like, re-met yeah. him. And then I still was living in New York and he was living out here. So we like nothing really happened, but we both kind of like were thinking of each other. And then I happened to get a job opportunity in San Francisco and I took it. And he loves to tell people that like I followed him out here like Felicity, which isn't really true. It's really true. I was there. But you know what? Let me tell you something. I think moving is like brave and not enough people do it. And like you can always unmove. And it's like so few things in this life are permanent. Yeah. including moving. So I just think Ari gets all the points for like, do it you, like, like the universe rewarded you for doing a brave yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. You know, Snaps for, Ari. Snaps for Ari. you deserve <laughs> it. Thanks. Okay. So Ari, I want to ask you what's been the hardest thing about wedding planning and what has been the easiest. And also maybe this is a secondary or a question that will be combined into this, but what surprised you the most about wedding planning? So, I actually think the easiest, it's funny because we've sort of talked about this already, but the two easiest things have been picking the wedding venue and actually finding my dress because I were just like, I knew this is where I wanted to get married. He actually um, surprised me when he proposed because he had already booked the venue. So not only was it easy because like I knew I wanted to get married there, but he actually like took that off my plate. Like he had worked with my mom and they put a deposit at the venue and Um, I had had a call. He had like convinced me to have a call with the venue. I mean, convinced me. He didn't have to like twist my arm. But um, he told me to have a call with the venue before we got engaged. Just like make sure I still wanted to get married there. And then had them lie to me and tell me it was booked for the year. But actually he like had the weekend that I wanted booked. I also, what I love about you and Chris's story that I think is interesting is like there's such a spectrum of surprise. Totally. I mean, he had like so many surprises he had lined up, even though like I thought I knew everything and the venue was one of them. So it just like, it was so easy. Um, But on the other hand, like, I think part of what's been really hard is that it's not where we live. Like it's a destination wedding. So, and, and everyone told me that would kind of be hard. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can handle it, but it actually is really hard. Yeah, planning it all by yourself, right? Yeah, like I don't have a yeah, I don't have a wedding planner. I mean, the person at the venue is amazing, um, and she has like a preferred vendors list. But I'm really picky, and I don't, you know, like I'm going off of someone's opinion that I've I I've actually never even met her, um, and I have never seen a lot of the spaces that we're talking about, like the rest. No, they don't make videos on love stories, like. The play, love stories is really powerful for so many things, but especially destination weddings because yeah, no, you're you're right because I actually found an awesome wedding venue, a wedding video of my venue, and it was like so so helpful. 
in finding other venues and other like vendors and all this stuff. But amazing. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, so we're going on Thursday. um, And I feel like a lot of what I've been struggling with is going to be hopefully helped because we'll be there. We'll see it. Like we'll see their other, you know, the Friday night options, like we're meeting with the florists, like all of that stuff. But until that happens, it's been a little hard. And you said finding a dress was also oh, easy. Yeah. Was that surprising to you? Oh my God. The most surprising thing ever. I was like, so Rachel was amazing and you guys are amazing and like set up all of these appointments for me. And like, it was just so perfect. But I woke up that morning, like so nervous. I know. I I, yeah. I like don't even, I didn't even really like say how nervous I was, but I'm sure you could tell. And I just, <laughs> I was like so worried. I was like, is this, I was like, I have to make this fun for like, oh my. I don't know why I was so nervous. It's not like I don't like shopping and it's not like I don't like being the center of attention. I just like, I don't know. I was really anxious and like couldn't eat that morning and just was like sort of dreading it. And then like literally minute one, I I just like kept like squealing. I was like, this is the most fun thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. I just loved it. And I didn't even plan to buy a dress that day, but we found one that I was obsessed with, like at the end of the day. And then I slept on it to like, make sure I still loved it and then bought it the next day, which I totally wasn't planning on doing. And it was just fun and easy. But the other thing is like, to your second question of like sort of what was surprising, like I feel like it helped me realize that this is all really fun. Like if you want it, if you let it be fun. It's like, it's a really fun, special thing. And I kind of went into it of like, oh, this is going to be hard. And like, oh, this is going to be stressful. But it was actually like the best day ever. Aww, that's so nice. So how can we, I wonder some tips we can pull out from dress shopping. Like one, like get yourself a friend who, hmm founded a wedding but like what are some tips from dress shopping because it was like such a it sounds like it it went from like a negative to such a strong positive like what would you tell people besides having good attitude like logistically what would you tell people um I think that I was really happy that, that we went to three different places like it felt like it was a good amount of places to go to but not like so many and yeah. I think that we did a really good job of like picking different types of places. So yeah. like we went to Kleinfeld and it was, you know, super traditional. Um, and then we went to that like little boutique. Um, we, we went to um, this place in New York called The Muse yeah. because they're the place in New York that carries Reem Arodaki, yep. which is a beautiful French designer. Yep. And then we went to Lovely Bride. And so it's kind of like a spectrum. I left the the place that I thought I would like the best for last, which I did. So it was like something to look forward to. I also yeah. feel like we had like pretty long breaks in between. So we like went and got food and like I went to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> but then we also like, went and got a drink before the last yeah. one. And oh, and the last thing that I think made all the difference is that at each of the places I tried on dresses that I would like never buy, but that were so fun. Like that little like cupcake dress that I tried on at the Muse. I think that's right. And it was just so fun. It just like lightened it of like, I'm never going to buy this, but it's really like playing dress up. Like I can put on the most like elaborate thing. Yeah. And obviously you don't have to say how much you spent on your dress, but did you spend more the same less than you expected or wanted I can't remember it was actually exactly the price I wanted and expected because I knew that lovely brides dresses were mostly in that range so that was like part of the calculus in my head of like I know I'm gonna like this place the best 
because of the pricing, but also because of their style. And they have such a great online presence. They make it really easy for like researching. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I told you this, but I started following them on Instagram for like a month before on Instagram. As soon as you made the appointments, I went and followed them on Instagram. So I saw all of their new dresses that they were posting and I would um, screenshot them and I put them in a folder on my phone. And the dress that I ended up getting, I had screenshotted. And the only reason I ended up trying it on is that I saw it on the floor and it like looked kind of different than the photo, but I was like, oh, I have seen this before and I like it. I should try it on. So like, had I not even done that on Instagram, I don't know that I would have tried it on. That's a really good tip. And I think another thing that was, you know, this is like a thing people in the wedding industry say and I say all the time, but it's true, which is like, there's a reason. I mean, when you think about the wedding timeline, it's like you choose the venue first because you need to get the date. Mm-hmm. And then if you are working with a wedding planner or anyone or even a florist or like a cake designer, they're going to ask you, yeah. what's your mm-hmm. venue and what are you wearing? Because yeah. it helps them understand like the tone of the wedding. Yeah. And so you really pick something that really fit your venue. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was like interesting. And I feel like we'll make the rest of, we'll make like your flowers and your cake and your like, stationary come together so easily because the dress and the venue are such a good fit which is not to say like girls do you like wear whatever you want but I feel like now you have this really clean aesthetic yeah I I ultimately that was part of it I was like I don't I can't really imagine wearing this like really formal dress to my venue although I was like you guys kept saying like you absolutely could the dress I didn't pick but then in the end you're right I was like I sort of I have this like hippie side to me and I don't want to Ignore it. So I'm going to go down that path. Okay. So do you guys remember on Instagram when Rachel finally made a wedding photo book to give her mom um, for Mother's Day? Well, she did it through Motif. And honestly, I think if they didn't come into the picture, she probably wouldn't have done it because it's now six years after her wedding. But it was such a great gift to give her mom. And Motif is the best because they make the photo book making process super fast and super easy. It integrates directly into the Photos app on your Mac, and their technology actually reviews and picks the best photos, puts them into perfect layouts so you don't even have to think about it. So just think about it. You're getting married. You get thousands of amazing photos. Like It's so hard to pick the ones that are great, but you don't even have to think about it with Motif because they do the work for you. And they also use eco-friendly and sustainable printing, which is a really nice bonus. But even if you're not getting married or if your wedding is kind of far away, they make photo books for every occasion. So of course they have wedding photo books, but also think about honeymoon albums, bachelorette parties, bridesmaids gifts. This is a great idea to do the guest book at your wedding. So you can have photos of you and your husband or your wife in there and people can sign the book. I love that idea. They also do photo cards. So you can think about them for save the dates for your wedding invites even. And of course, thank you cards. How cute would that be to put thank you cards with pictures of you and your amazing new life together with your honey. I love it. So just use code LOVESTORIES30. You'll get 30% off any Motif product now through September 30th at MotifPhotos.com. That's M-O-T-I-F-P-H-O-T-O-S.com when you use code LOVESTORIES30. Okay, so if you're familiar with the podcast, you know how this works, but if you're new... We answer a handful of questions that we've gathered from the Love Stories TV community, as well as private Facebook groups where brides-to-be are asking each other questions, and we give our advice. So 
Ari, since she's our bride to be guest, she's going to chime in and also like add in her two cents as we answer some questions. Um, so let's dive into a couple of the questions that we got. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so this question is, does anyone have a customizable wedding budget spreadsheet or a spreadsheet that shows what's paid if payment paying on payments is a thing? I'm trying to be more organized and I do better when I can see things on paper. Ari, we know you have this. We know you have some documents. <laughs> I just pulled it up. I mean, I'm like so excited to talk about this. Seriously. So I am like a very organized person until I'm not. So what I mean by that is like, if I don't have crazy spreadsheets like this, like everything just becomes like total mayhem. So I knew that and I kind of um, created this. Actually, though, I think my fiance created this template to start with now that I'm remembering. But anyways, we wanted to figure out like, what are all of the costs that we're going to have? And then what is the estimate for that based on like what we're seeing from quotes that were coming in and also just like reading. And I actually got one of my best friends to send me her budget, which was really nice. And I recommend that. I mean, if you have someone who's willing to show you numbers, like I knew that she and I were in very similar financial situations and wanted to stick to the same budget. So she sent it to me and I based some of my estimates off of hers, but I have a column that's like estimate and then actual cost and then like who the vendor is what the item is, any notes. And then I have a column for like, what have I paid? When did I pay it? And how did I pay it? Um, mm -hmm. And another tab for the like payment so that I can just see it like quick and dirty, like the five items I paid. And then I read mm -hmm. something this weekend actually about um, like the next set of, of installments or payments. Like, you know how the vendors like pay this as a deposit and then yeah. the other installments. And I actually just sent an email to all of my vendors together being like, can you, can I give you my credit card information and can you set up an automatic payment so that I don't have to like put a calendar invite on my calendar and then like probably forget about it. Um, so I'm in the process of doing that with them, but I'm going to write in here, like when are those dates and what are their amounts so that I know. What did they say to that? Were most people have, did they, most people have the tech to do that or no? Um, yeah, like one or two of them responded and was like, sure, send me your information. I think they're probably going to have to like set and manually do it yeah, on the date. Yeah. They seem to be willing to do that. So because they know yeah. they'll like ensure that they get paid on time. So that's a, that's like a really interesting idea, Ari, and probably really mm -hmm. smart because, right, I can see from your spreadsheet, there's like 30 rows on here. Yeah. Like, be a lot to remember which day each thing was due. Mm -hmm. The other thing that someone told me about the budget, which I'm like so happy, I'm doing is that my girlfriend who sent me her budget was like, um, don't forget that you have to tip people on top of this and that tax is sometimes not included in people's estimates. So you have to like ask them and then potentially add yeah. tax. And then yeah. also that you should just have like an extras line item. And she was like, yes. she was like yes. you know, put in a thousand dollars extras line item, like, but at least, at least yeah. And so like, Every time that something's less than I think it is, I like add it into other light items. Like I add it into like food for the bridal suites or like after party food or extras and stuff because I know I'm going to end up spending it and I don't want to like be surprised by that. Oh, and the other thing I have like could talk about this all day. Um, the other thing someone told me to do, which I did, and I'm so happy I did is that I opened separate bank accounts and I moved my money for the wedding. Cause like we're paying for some of the wedding ourselves, like a, 
for a lot, a lot of it ourselves actually. Um, and so I moved the money that I've been saving for the wedding and he moved the money he's been saving into a separate account. So like, I don't see it in my everyday bank account so that I don't get like upset about it going away. Oh, that's really interesting. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah. One thing I was going to say, you brought up tipping, which I think this is a thing that people really want specifics on. Um, And people ask us about a lot. And so, you know, the rule of thumb that I usually give people, and Ari, I'll be interested to hear what your friend said, is that it's kind of like when you go to get your hair cut. And you know how people always tell you if the owner of the salon cuts your hair, you don't have to tip them because it's like their business and they're generating all the revenue. And I usually tell people that's a good rule of thumb for um, the wedding too, is like hair and makeup, like they might not own their own business. They might be like through a service they came on the day and you can see the results right away. You're either you're like thrilled, hopefully. And like you want to like reward them for this thing you like see in the moment. You know what I mean? I think it's the same reason a lot of bands get tipped out at the end of the night because you just finished this like amazing night and everyone had such a blast and you want to like thank them for doing such a good job on site. You know what I mean? Where a photographer and a videographer like, you know, one, like I think they sometimes get tipped, but might be less likely to get tipped because they almost always own their own business. But two, you don't see the results. So a lot of times I think if people do a tip or something, they do it like later. So it's like sort of an interesting way to think about about what um, you want to tip like servers and like co-check people and like valets because they definitely are getting paid hourly. They do not own the business that's working there. You're not going to see or interact with them again in the same way, you know, your florist is going to like send you a final bill. Like, so I think that's something interesting, you know, there's a lot of ways to think about it, but that's like a framework that I think is helpful. But what, which things did your friend tell you to make sure you save tip for? Well, it's funny because my friend is like so sweet and generous. Like she's just like such a sweet, thoughtful person. She's like always thinking of other people. I don't always find myself to be as much that as she is so like she she like tipped everyone and I sort of said the same thing to her actually Rachel as you did I was like that feels like overkill like to your point like a photographer who runs her own business like I'm paying her a lot of money already that's not top of mind for me but the things that I'm really cognizant of tipping are just like you said like the servers the kitchen staff at the venue like the chef the bartenders, the valet guys. So those are the things that I've been like, like I actually think I have a line item on, on my budget that's tips for the venue, additional tips for the venue. That's really smart. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do, I mean, right. If you can afford it and want to tip everybody, tip everybody, there's nothing wrong. But I think the way you're thinking about it is, is like the baseline is correct. And the other thing I would say, like, don't forget, like for your photographer, the actually best thing you can do for that photographer is referrals Referrals, yeah. and whenever you post a photo right. from your wedding online, tag them yeah. and upload the video to Love Stories TV and tag that person yeah. and leave a testimonial on their website. That's and what, like, That's what actually a band said to my soon to be sister-in-law after her wedding. They were like, we are honestly like $50 to each of us. Like, sure. It's nice. But like, we actually would prefer that you just write like a Yelp review for us. That's exactly right. So when people Google them, I think that's exactly right. So I was like, great for me. I'm going to do those things. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, But I think that's really smart and helpful. Ari, I know you also have a really helpful vendor spreadsheet. Yeah. 
can you tell us about this and walk us through this as well? Yeah. So it's funny because I work at Salesforce. Um, and for those of you guys who don't know what Salesforce is, it's a tech company that's a, created a CRM. Um, and so it's basically a database for um, sales leads and clients and vendors and all of that. And it, and it shows like all of your contact history. So it's probably like no um, coincidence that I basically created my own version of that just in Excel. <laughs> um, so I created this spreadsheet that has a tab for every single type of vendor that I'm looking for. So music, um, florists, photographers, videographers, hair and makeup. I even put like venues for the Friday night party. Um, as we're starting to get into our honeymoon, I have a, a tab for travel agents, for shuttles, like everything you can imagine. Um, and then on each tab, there's a, a column that says the vendor, their website, their price quote, my contact history, and then like the main contact I've been dealing with there. And I've been like really diligent about filling this out and writing in um, comments and like updating it. And so, you know, like for some of the people, some of the things that like were harder to find, they're like, oh my gosh, like for the music, there's literally 25 rows. Like that's how many people. You're having a hard time with music. Yeah. yeah, I should have said that. Music was is actually very surprisingly the hardest part. Well, I think it's because of the, mar- you're in a, getting married in a small market. Yeah, yeah. But surprisingly, like florists, photographers, and videographers were kind of like plentiful. Like I think that there's something like, you know, in the like artist community in in, in the Southwest, yeah. like in Santa Fe, that's pretty robust. Yeah. But the music was like, I was getting a lot of mariachi bands. We're actually flying in a DJ at the end of the day yeah. from L.A. From um, L.A. But anyways, this this like that's really good to know. I mean, that's just like a good point that like you never know. Yeah. You should always when you like, you should always just reach out to them. Yeah, and want to tap into a certain market or like do more destination weddings or whatever. So yeah, and I think it's like important to think about your style and like what like so for music, it's like we're you know like someone from LA felt more our style than someone from Albuquerque. Um, and so it was just like important to us and it was like the one important thing, but this spreadsheet was like a Bible for me because then I farmed out music to my fiance, like halfway through the process. Cause I got so frustrated. And so he could go into my spreadsheet and like see everything who I'd reached out to and what they had told me and who I was talking to there. And it was like so easy for him to pick it up right where I left off. Yeah. So helpful. So we're talking about all these amazing spreadsheets that Ari has made. We are going to give you the templates that she has used. Yeah, we're going to share them. We're going to share them with you because we're feeling really nice today. (laughs) We'll take some of the details out, but I think, and we have a couple other, we want to start doing this more like, um, I know Vanessa shared one with us because that's the other thing with spreadsheets is like, we actually talk about this a lot at work. Like one person will make a spreadsheet and people just like, want it to look a different way so I think it's like having options is like mm-hmm. will be helpful so we're gonna start sharing more of yeah these. so we'll put a link to it in the show notes when this episode is live and you can access it and use it and hopefully it'll make your planning your a life easier, easier. Mm-hmm. so tell us what you're doing for your bridal party and like sort of like your journey yeah so I have been a bridesmaid 10 times that's like not an exaggeration it's a real number not um, real I've 
I've been around. Yeah. And then I also counted, I've been to 15 bachelorettes and that includes some, I didn't go to like five. So I just say that, that like, I'm, I'm, I have a really amazing community of women and I, I'm an only child and that's been like so important to me. Um, and it made it really hard because I, I wanted to, if I was going to have a wedding party, I wanted to include all of those people, but then it's like, there'd be 20 women. So that felt like a little ridiculous. And I did go back and forth on this like a lot because of how important my female friends are to me. Um, But I decided at the end of the day to have like kind of not a wedding party. However, I'm having my best friend um, Nikki be my maid of honor and I was her maid of honor. And like, she's basically like a sister to me. And then because of our situation and Chris's sister is my old friend, like my, one of my oldest childhood friends were having her be a bridesmaid. And then he's having his brother be his, um, best man and his brother-in-law be his groomsman. So there's two people on either side, but like, to me, it's basically like, we're just saying we're having family. Like, you know, those people are essentially my, my siblings, it feels like. So, um, I have decided that I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to be really cognizant of like, how am I including, all these women that I really love in different ways. So like it was, you know, really meaningful and important to me to have Rachel as one of my best friends, like as part of my dress shopping experience, because that felt like it was kind of a job that a bridesmaid would do, but you know, I'm not really having bridesmaids. So, and I had some other girlfriends who came throughout that day who like would have been bridesmaids if I were really doing it. Um, And that felt special and like, good to me. So I'm doing that in some other different ways. Like we're having, um, one of our, one of my best friends marry us and one of his best friends marry us. So they're doing it together. And so we're just trying to figure out ways that we can involve friends who are important to us. And I think honestly, we're going to probably do like a round of photos with friends that aren't in the wedding party, but basically as if they were in the wedding party for like 20 minutes before the wedding starts. Yeah. That's smart, Ari. I like that idea. Yeah. It's just like important to us to, the last thing I'll say, it's like, it's really important to both of us. Friends are very important. We want them to feel special and included and loved and appreciated. But like after going back and forth, it's like, it just doesn't make sense to have a massive wedding party. And I think you can make people feel all of those things, even if they're not in your wedding. I do too. I think that's right. And you're going to have a bachelorette party and what's doing with your shower? I don't even know about this. I'm not having a shower. I um, have been to so many and I have to say they're my least favorite part of weddings. So I just decided not to do it. And yeah, I don't have to. And like, it feels really liberating. I think the thing with showers, it's like, if you have like, nine aunts and cousins and they want to throw you a shower you say yes and you're so grateful but it's like everyone's family and structures and like stuff and traditions are different so I think you're totally right on like Mm -hmm. if there's no one pushing you and worried about it then you don't have to do it yeah and I like wasn't I was like hesitant to even have a bachelorette for a minute but like if my girlfriends want to party with me like who am I to say no Tell, tell about your bachelorette. Where are you going on the bachelorette? Oh, yeah. We're just going to New York because um, I live in San Francisco now, and I used to live in New York, and, like, I really, really miss it there, and it just feels really special to me. And then most of my girlfriends live there, so 
it's like yeah. super easy. And to Rachel's point, like I've just traveled so many times. We're older. Like so many of my friends are pregnant or have babies and I didn't want to ask them to get on a plane. So this way, like we can all go out to dinner and we can go out and then they can go home and sleep in their own bed. But then yeah. I get to stay in a fancy hotel with like three or four people who are traveling into New York. So it feels like a very win win. That's like ideal. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for the pod. Do you have anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with about how your experience has been so far? Or like the other thing I would say is like, what's left? Like what haven't you done yet? So when we do the yeah. retrospective, yeah. we know where you're at. Um, but both of We like just finished making all of the big decisions, which is a big relief. So I, well, except for like what we're doing the night before, um, so as soon as we get back from our trip next weekend, we're going to send out our save the date and the website and everything. And and then it's kind of like all of the small things, um, like all of the little details. So that's like the next hurdle. But I have had moments of, of like thinking this is like really stressful and hard and that I hate it. Um, and then I have like moments of being like, this is the most fun thing ever. And at the end of the day, like we're just planning a really fun weekend and everyone gets to see how excited we are. And I think I'm trying to live in that, the world of that thought process more and more. And I have to keep reminding myself that that's what this is about. And I think it's helpful, you know, to remind other people that it's like, this is just fun and exciting. And it's like, sure, it can be stressful, but Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be happy at the end of the day. Because you're going to goop camp. Yeah, going to goop, goop camp. camp. A word that I use to other people, I think Ari actually is like her head screwed on straight, but a word I use to people when I think they're being neg is like the word lucky. Yeah. Like you're so effing lucky that you found someone that you love enough to marry. Like, and that's <laughs> what I tell people to say to themselves when they get like neg on their wedding. I'm like, there's so many people out there like looking for a husband. Like you're yeah. so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I have not had to say that to Ari. I think Ari's like in a really good place, but um. I tell people to say that to themselves when they get one. I think I've had like one moment where you've had to say that to me and it's very true. And (laughs) I I do like, I feel like I'm in a place right now where I'm living in that camp. But the minute that I like go into the negative (laughs) camp, I'm going to remind myself that. That's great advice. And Chris is pretty like happy-go-lucky, I feel like. Yeah, he's the best. But he also has like pretty low tolerance for my stress about the wedding. Because I think in his mind, he just like lives in the like, we're so lucky. This is so fun. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Okay. Um. Thank you. Thanks, Ari. I know. I learned a lot. Yeah. This is fun. I can't wait to do it again. We're Yay. going to 100%. Six months from now. Get ready. So here's what um everyone should – can people follow you on Instagram? Do you have a public Instagram? I can't remember. I sure do. For the people out there, we really need a hashtag and for you guys. So oh, okay. Oh. Say your your first and last names if you're comfortable or like what yeah. you want. My last answer. name is Hershey. His last name is Dally. Ari Hershey, Chris Dally. The red the like leading contender right now is Hershey Chris because like a Hershey kiss. Don't I don't love it. Him oh. and my dad think it's like the funniest thing ever. So open to new ideas okay okay we'll marinate on this yeah Juliet's very good she'll come up with something or if you want we'll um introduce you um to one of our love club members um happily ever hashtag hashtag. you can actually pay them it's incredibly affordable actually Mm -hmm. to make a hashtag for you and she we had a podcast episode with her do you know what episode it was 
remember. We'll put it in the show notes. And she will integrate like rap lyrics and like yeah. she's amazing. She so like we'll send you her site in case you get really stuck. Okay, yes. But yes, people can follow me. My um, handle is AR Hirsch. And I'm public, and I'm going to start posting more and more about the wedding. And the wedding venue is Los Poblanos, and everyone should, like, go look at it because it's beautiful and goop camp. Okay, thanks, Ari. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, guys. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash Slack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us, and also it helps other wedding lovers out there like you discover our show. And last but not least... Are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.